Welcome to Inside Yorkshire with Susan, bringing you intriguing details about the lives of people here in Yorkshire. So, come on in and join us. Hello, Susan here, Inside Yorkshire. Now today I'm sitting with Jo Cavallow, who is Dottimo, and she has a very interesting career choice. I'll leave it to you, Jo, to actually explain what Dottimo is. <laughs> Thank you, Susan, um, and thanks for having me. Um, it's rather lovely sitting uh, sitting here at my kitchen table listening to the birds uh, recording this, so thank you for coming over here. Um, Dottimo, so Dottimo stands for Declutter and Organise, the things you're most overwhelmed with, um, which is what I do. So it's all about helping people to declutter um, and mainly the physical um, environment that they live in. Um, so people's homes, people's offices, um, the workplaces, um, their garages, their lofts, um, all those areas um, where they've just become a bit overwhelmed um, with, the, with the stuff around them. I know when I was first introduced to you and I was told what you do, I got quite excited about it, didn't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I understand this. Uh, it can be very overwhelming, can't yeah, it? Absolutely. And I think I think we're 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 a very um unfortunately a very materialistic society, you know, and I think over the years it's all become about what things you've got, um, rather than, you know, what you do or, or how you you know, spend your time, you know, and it's kind of we, we gather this stuff around us and it can just build and build and build and you know, and we inherit it from people and all the rest of it and we, we become very strangely attached to these inanimate objects, you know, and um and, and, and all of a sudden I think, you know, a lot of people just sort of wouldn't look round and go what happened? You know, how did it end up like this? You know, and, and where did it all come from? And, and, and you know, and, and the difficult thing is trying to sort of reverse that, really. You know, it's, it's how, do, how do I then get out of it? Because once you're in it, it's difficult to see the wood for the trees. You know, you, 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 you just can't, you can't always get to getting, getting rid of it all yourself, you know, so it's, it can be quite tricky. Which is when you step in. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, it's it's strange how emotionally attached you can become to things, yeah. particularly if you've um, suffered a bereavement and it's something that reminds you of the person. Yeah. And there is, a, I, I think, possibly, I think I know we did discuss this a while back. Yeah. Um, we've had several attempts at trying to do a remote interview, haven't we? Yes, it didn't quite, didn't um, quite work. But now it's face-to-face, which is <laughs> so much nicer. So thank you for inviting me here. Absolutely. Anyway, um, yes, I, I was discussing with you then about the um, the opposite way it can affect you when a loved one goes, that they when they, they leave us, some people can just want to get rid of everything they can't they don't want anything around to remind them of the of the person yeah and then others like me like after my mum died it was like I've got to keep it it was my mum's yeah. yeah and I will confess she has been dead now nearly 25 years and I still have some of her clothing which would never fit me in a million years yeah yeah I'm determined I'm going to have a clear out you're going to inspire me yeah <laughs> absolutely it is very different now you know because I think you know one of the first stages of grief is that denial and people can react really rashly um when when somebody goes you know and it's and it's like get rid of everything you know and 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 it's funny because sometimes the um the situation that I find myself in is that actually I need to get people to keep things 
rather than throw them away because if they're if they're about to get rid of something that that you know you can you can see is going to mean something to them in the future you know it's actually about stopping them doing that and sometimes people can 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 really go the other way and then so it's as important to know what you know i'm not a minimalist i I don't i don't believe people should have nothing i believe people should have um stuff that you know is either practical it's got a good memory or it or it sparks joy you know that that kind of thing that we keep hearing at the minute from Marie Kondo which is amazing um but you know I add on to it the practical and the you know Mm. and the the having a good memory as well um because I don't particularly get joy from my potato peeler but I do quite need it you know (laughs) it's quite handy (laughs) so so you know um and uh and that's a sort of Scandinavian method of of, I think it's called Hugo or something H-Y-G-G-E um but that's a different way of looking at it. But sometimes rather than rather than helping people to get rid of stuff, you've got to kind of help them see the reality of it and and and, and go, well, as you know, you might you might want that, you know? And something I remember I went to see um a lady and she'd she'd made this game at, at college at school i think it was actually and it was a game of labyrinth and all and i'm just like you're so not allowed to throw that away that is absolutely beautiful you know it's really really gorgeous you know and and so making sure people don't because once you get in the swing of it and you can start throwing stuff you can actually just sort of get go a bit far with it as mm-hmm. well so it, so it's a bit of a balancing act but you know that the, especially with bereavement i think it sometimes it takes it takes time mm-hmm. um to to figure out what those things are that you need to keep and what you want to throw away and and you know bereavement itself is a is a is a long process you know it, and it doesn't just happen overnight and and you you know you change as it happens and you know if somebody's just suffered a bereavement it's very very difficult to deal with that stuff because you don't you don't know what you want and what you don't you know um and i know you help people who are in a situation where they maybe have to clear a house out yeah because the person is no longer there and maybe they've been renting it or they have to sell it or whatever and i mean renting is worse because they you've probably got a very limited time to actually sort it out yeah if people are in social housing as well because you know the council only gives you a matter of weeks if that to get to get everything out of there you know so the pressure that puts on especially you know you, you you've not even necessarily buried them yet and you've got to you know clear the house out and it's and it's you know it's it's ridiculous really. traumatic yeah uh, yeah and can and can have such a lasting effect i speak to people who the thing that they remember about a parent dying was the absolute trauma they had with the house mm. you know and and to to be able to support that and and you know help that process and ease it and you know take some of the pain away and act under instruction from them you know and and sort of you know what do you need what don't you need and, and be able to just get rid of a load of the stuff to charity without them having to deal with it you know can really help them to just be able to get on with arranging the funeral and talking to the family and doing the important stuff you know mm. rather than just sort of dealing with all this all these things you know which mm. are, which can be really really hard yes yes i mean it's a it's a, a hugely um, important service that you're offering to people you must meet a, a wide variety yeah. because I don't know. Have you ever? I mean, I've watched pro. The, there are programs on television about hoarders. Have you ever had to deal with I, that type of thing? Hoarding is a little bit different. You know, it, it, it is a condition in itself, and 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 I'm not trained to to deal with hoarding yet. I, I'm very interested in in doing it, but I I think it's um 
you know it it does need a slightly different um different tactics and things like that um i have come across people who have got a lot of stuff you know mm. but i don't think they're in that category they're yet. not in that category no. and no. and it's great because i'm a member of the um association of professional declutterers and organizers didn't even know it existed i know there's a thing <laughs> isn't that cool there's a thing. yeah um but in that what we've got is a really lovely community of of people who are, are all for the same aim you know and we and we refer people and we you know if people are out of area then we'll find somebody who can do it in that area and we join up on projects and things like that so there's people within that group who are actually professionally trained to deal with hoarding so I would pass it on to them because it, you know I I, I know what I, yeah I know what I know and you know I'm not going to try and tackle something that, that could because I don't want to hurt anybody you know I'm, I'm trying to help people and and if something's outside of my my sort of knowledge or or, or remit then it, it's not worth me trying to tackle all that but i know the place to get them help which is really which lovely. Is good yeah yes, really yes, lovely. you can pass it on yeah in that it's, respect. it's a great community and, and the support and you know we're forever posting what is this and what would you do with it you know <laughs> what is it yeah well that's that is also the concern isn't it of getting rid of things and then discovering that it's actually something really valuable and you've put it in the bin yeah which would be dreadful yeah I mean, I, I, we, we really focus on not binning as much as we can. You know, it, it's about minimising to landfill because the last thing we want to do is have even more impact on the environment. You know, we've cl- gathered all this stuff in the first place, and now, you know, just to throw all this stuff away is just, it's just, it's just double hurting everything, really. You know, and um, so we really focus on trying to get things back into the local community. So if at the end of the day something's worth it, worth something, then it'll be the charity that benefits from it. Yes. You know, so, so, so actually you know it, it's no big as long deal. as they recognize this themselves exactly yes. and if not the person if who buys not, it you yeah, know so, yeah. someone, <laughs> someone might figure it out you know yeah. at some point um but but i think it you know it's having that that kind of knowledge and mm. and you know and I, I i work with a guy who's got a lot of knowledge in in those kind of areas so if there's ever any queries you know i can i can you can refer to check him. it onto him yeah mm. and um you know or well, we can get antiques people in that kind of thing and then they've got the knowledge um you know if it's a if it's a, a sort of a lot of high value stuff um but mainly what i deal with is not high value you know people think you know because it cost them 50 quid that they'll they'll sell it on ebay for 40 quid and, and the reality is they'll be lucky to get a tenner for it you know mm. it, it's it, you know a lot of what we gather is 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 kind of junk really it's it's you know it's volume and it's not very well made and you know and things break and you know they're, they're not like they're not like made like they used no, to be you know no. so it's um most of what i come across is is sort of you know stuff that can just go back to charity and someone can use but there's mm. not huge value so yeah. now then the big question is yeah. what got you involved in all of this oh, that's a, what, that's... when did you start i started at the beginning of last year so uh so oh, not so long then. no not that long ago and um and i had been in printing before so i'd done 20 odd years uh not saying how many <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the printing industry and right. um and i started off i started off that in stafford where i was brought up and in a little print shop and then went to college in watford and then uh, worked down in London for a while and ended up relocating to Sheffield. So I've been in Sheffield since about 2002. First came here, went off around the world and then came back and relocated here. Um, my sister had moved here, so that's why I ended up here. Um, and was had a very, you know, great career in printing and um, did a lot of organisational stuff in printing. Mm. So I was project managing, I was doing the ISO standards, so the, the health and safety and the... And the quality and the environmental that kind of thing so I was I was doing those and um 
and and um and working with some big key accounts that we had so sort of project managing those so that was kind of what i ended up doing really i worked in production account and management all that kind of thing um but i i just it, one of the one of the biggest turning points for me in 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 my life was in 2012 um when i finally admitted that i was an alcoholic um I'd had lots of years of my drinking getting worse and worse. Um, my drinking had always been out of control, really. And my first drink at, at thirteen was um, was a half bottle of vodka, and uh, and ended up in hospital. You know, thirteen. Yeah, and 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 it, you know, once I start drinking, I can't stop. Um, mm. And that was always the way for me. I, I you know, I, I didn't drink all the time, obviously, but you know, it, as it went on, I was drinking daily, and 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 I was drinking a lot to black out you know and um and I got myself in some you know not great situations and um I was still I was still functioning quite well I still had the job I still had the career I still had the house you know but a, a lot of it was starting to fall away and um and so I finally surrendered in uh, in April 2012 and just said I can't do this anymore because I was just in the same thing every single day, starting off with, I can't, you know, I can't do that again, I can't do that again, and then I'd just end up doing it again, every mm. single day, again and again and again, and it was like Groundhog Day, and I, I, I didn't I didn't know how to get out of it, but something something clicked, and uh, and I just said, I, I need to change something, and I started on a on a journey of recovery. Um, which... So did you get some therapy then i've got i've got help yes there's there's a group that that i go to and and that's been amazing it's been massive you know i've got so much help and and um and and have been really fortunate in helping others and um and that first couple of years was just trying to figure out how to do how to do normal life without my anesthetic without my (laughs) best friend which was booze you know um because because whatever sort of i came across in my life and whatever was difficult or hurt or whatever I, I would use use alcohol to, to to numb the pain to make it go away you know mm. and, and so I never really dealt with things I, I kind of never dealt with the feelings the emotions and how to handle situations and, and all that sort you of just stuff. anesthetized yourself absolutely yeah mm. and, and and just did that over and over again so 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 not having that anesthetic really hurt <laughs> the first couple of years yes. were were very raw um and they were really hard and and you know and I was very I was great very grateful for my work then because mm. my work was you know it's just something that I could rely on and, and be there but the the further on I went in my journey of recovery the more people I was trying to help and the more I I just got absolute joy out of helping somebody else come through fear you know, somebody else seeing seeing somebody else's eyes light up and realise that they're okay and, and they can do this and they can you know, they can they can achieve things they never thought they could and, and you know, and I find it so much easier to see in other people than I can in myself, mm. you know. And um and seeing those people come through that journey was just beautiful and I and I kinda I thought, how can I how can I do this more, you know, and um and and I, over that over that time in the first I think it was about two and a half years sober, so it was 2014, um, my house flooded. So um, my hot water pipe in that corner over there, it was the back of the washing machine, and the hot water pipe sheared off at the back of the washing machine, and hot water poured out for about four days. Um, Where were you? I was in, I was in Blackpool, I'd gone to see my mum. 
Oh, right. And, uh, and I remember I was at a car boot sale. It was a Sunday morning. And I was just thinking at this car boot sale, oh, look at that. I got a pancake maker, you know, one of them JOL pancake makers. Oh, no. I picked it up from this car boot sale. And that morning I'd been thinking, maybe I've got a bit too much stuff, you know. But I picked up this pancake maker, which incidentally I never, ever, ever used. Mm. And... Um, and and we got this call saying your house is flooded, and I thought, ah, oh, maybe that's a sign, you know. I kind of I'm like, I, I you know I've got too much stuff, and then all of a sudden it, it's potentially all ruined. And um, so you had to throw a lot out. It I, I actually didn't lose a lot, but it did start to change my relationship with stuff. It really made me think, you know, it was it was the sort of irony of being at a car boot and getting more crap. While, you know, I could have been losing all the crap I had <laughs> that made me really think, hang on a minute, what am I doing here? And um, and and because I had to move out, I moved out of home for nine months and I didn't have a job at the time. I'd, I'd quit my job for a little while just to think about what I wanted to do in my life. And, and that was a really difficult time. My dad also died at that time, and my dad was um, an alcoholic, and and um, and and it wasn't, you know, I'd, I was been estranged from him for quite a time, so there was a lot of sort of emotional stuff going on then as mm. well, and it was a really really difficult time, and and I just I just concentrated on staying sober, and that was about it really. Um, but moving back in and having to redecorate and really having to think about where I wanted things and, you know, and I just started clearing out and the more I cleared out the stuff that was around me, the, the freer I felt, you know, I could feel the weight lifting off my shoulders. And one of the, one of the key things, I got this orange sofa and it was this really posh Linné Rossette sofa, Italian designer, don't you know, darling, you know, (laughs) and, uh, and I thought it was really posh with this sofa and, um, and I, and and it, it got damaged. Um, it probably would have been okay to be honest, because it was only clean water that came out, so it wasn't that bad. Um, and and when I was looking at the stuff I had, I looked at that, so and I was, and I got this value attached to it because it cost me eighteen hundred quid or whatever. And I was like, that's worth something. That's worth something, you know. And the reality of that sofa was that was the sofa that I used to pass out on. That was the sofa that I used to wake up at two o'clock in the morning and suck red wine out of when I didn't have any booze left. You know, that was what that sofa was. So the the value it had to me was absolutely negative. It was bad, bad memories. Really bad. But I'd got mm. this like financial thing that it was worth something. And it was worth absolutely less than nothing to me, you know. Mm. And when I got when I let that go, it was just amazing. I was like, why was I hanging on to that thing? That thing that got this worth, which was just ridiculous you know it was it was horrendous and and all it was doing was reminding me of really really bad times in my life and I got rid of it and I was like wow and I got I got my new sofa for 75 quid off someone at deep car you know and it (laughs) it is brilliant and I love it you know and it's and it's new to me and it hasn't got those memories you know and so I even more realized how how the stuff around me can have such an impact on me mm. and um and then I you know I carried on helping people and, and and wanted to try and do it more I went after that I got a job in a printer's which was amazing I worked for about two and a half years and just I went in a, uh, when I, I came out of five had two half days off a week and was just able to rebuild me which I mm. needed it was a really important time so something you could do but without res- uh, without excessive responsibility absolutely and be able to walk out at the end of the day and not take it all with me you know and and that was really important to just build myself back up and my confidence and my self-esteem and my self-worth because those things were so low you know it was it was it was it was not good you know and and um and that was that was hugely vital but then I sort of started thinking how can I help more people you know and so um 
So getting getting did, back did, to you. Did you join the 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 decluttering association then, or did that come later? That came later. Yeah, okay. I, I set up first of all set up the business, and and it was Dotty Mo. It was it stood for at that time. It stood for do the things you most want because mm. I kept bumping into people who were like, oh, I'd love to do that, but you know, and it was like, mm. well, okay, what's stopping you? You know, and it was about trying to encourage people to get on with the stuff that you know, and the fact that they could do it and empower them really. So I did all sorts of different things, business admin and 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 trip planning and all sorts of different things. But part of what I what I was offering was the organizing and the decluttering and um the, the more jobs i got doing that i just thought i love this i absolutely love it what's um what people get from it you know what they when i'm with them and they can they can talk about what this object means to them they can get it out they can they can let go of it you know and and and, and i just i just thought oh, i love this so much this is mm. so much fun so i just i just sort of shifted the business and made it focus on that basically mm. and that was when i joined abdo and uh and and just really focused on that so that was probably that was probably about around the middle of last year that I, that, that was the, the sort of sole focus and you've been pretty busy yes <laughs> it's, been, it's been mad for the last couple of weeks and and you know and it's it's slowly built up you know it mm. takes time i word of mouth a lot of it i imagine absolutely recommendations and, yeah and lots of networking lots of meeting mm. people lots of telling people what i do you know and and um and because it's a bit you know people are like well what is that and how does it work and you know and it's, and it's a, a strange name it you, is you, so you have to explain it absolutely yeah but it, it's um it's kind of getting a bit more known now and, and the and the people that i'm helping uh, you know it can be anything from you know people with couple with kids who just need a bit of organization and need to get rid of the excess and, and then kind of reorganize what they've have got. a system have a system have mm. a place for everything you know those kind of things um i spent a week with a with a family and um my mum had bought it for her as a gift um so we did a whole week declutter and completely just changed their whole home it was amazing it was it was just so beautiful because we just tackled the whole place. She'd got three kids, five and under, and was about to go back to work. And um, and and it was just she could not see the wood for the trees, you know. And we just tackled the whole lot. And we had van loads going to the charity shop. It was amazing. It was just <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah. So it's so it's 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 been a fantastic journey and and continues to be. And and you. You know, I never know what I'm going to come to. I never know what 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 it is, what people's what people's main issue is. I mean, mm. you you know, you talked about your mum and, and that sort of bereavement and still having that stuff. You know, it's still having it now. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, I look at it and go, well, what am I keeping that for? I must just put that out at some point, but then I don't get round to no, it. No, and it I is, will do. I yeah. will do. I am inspired. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard, you know, and and mm. that's you know as well as doing working with people and going to to their homes and do it with them i've got a facebook group as well where i just encourage people to get on with it you know mm. um, because not everybody not you know people want to do it themselves you know so but mm. sometimes that accountability is the key thing you know it's kind of yes you know you, know, you say you're going to do it but are you going to do it you know oh, you're gonna gonna do it, yes. okay if you commit to it you know mm. then uh, then actually you know can give you a bit of a kick up the backside <laughs> <laughs> and encourage you a little bit more you know um so well, I, I did tell you the um a negative effect that my youngest son had on me i remember having a conversation with you yeah. i Start, I started with the real incentive. I read the Marie Kondo book. It's great, isn't it? Wow. And actually, before I go on to that, the the folding of the clothes yeah. in the drawers, the thing that she recommends, the way, yeah. it's probably not that good for getting rid of things because you can get so much more to fit into the, <laughs> into the drawers than, you, than you would yeah. and see what it yeah. all is. Yeah. My son, my eldest son, 
has also, I didn't even know he had the book or I don't know where he read about it, but he's also said, oh, the folding, (laughs) the folding. I got up, I was reading in bed. I got out of bed and redid my chest of drawers in my bedroom because it was just so inspirational. But on the negative side of things, I was, I decided that I was going to, sorry, this is meant to be about you, but all right, carry on, carry on. (laughs) I decided I was going to start getting rid of things that I wasn't going to use. And I had a little Thomas the Tank engine. My youngest son was obsessed with Thomas the Tank when he was Aww. little. Yeah. And it hadn't been used as a drinking cup for long enough. It had been used, used for paintbrushes and yeah. paint stains inside. And it really was never going to be used as anything to drink. But it had sentimental value to yes. me. And I thought, right, I can't just put this out. It's not even good enough for a charity shop. Yeah. I'll take a photograph of it. And then I let it go. Brilliant. So I took a photograph and then my son's out in Australia and I said to him, look look at this, I'm having a tidy up, look at what I'm putting out. He has a bit of a quirky sense of (laughs) humour. And he said to me, oh no, mum, you can't put that out. At which point I went back out to the dustbin and fetched it in. And then the next day he went, I was only joking, you know. That doesn't so help. So it didn't help. No, really. not I thought I'd take a picture. I've got a photograph of something that yeah. I I need to have the memory of it, but I don't need the object. And that's a really good tip. You know, mm. it is a fantastic one because you know, you know the, that picture can get, can bring the memory back. You mm. know, and and then you know just <laughs> just have one little photo album with all your pictures of things mm. in. You know, and it yes. saves you having rather than having item. the things. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's quite you know. good. Yes. But I'm, I, you know, I I believe. I'm, I'd say I'm not a minimalist. I, I believe that people should have whatever they want mm. in their in their space. You know, I've been to people, went to a couple, and they they just didn't they weren't ready to get rid of anything really. So what we did was we organised it better, you know, mm. and we put it in boxes and we got it up on top of wardrobes and we got it out of the way. And then six I weeks think later, I saw your posts of that. I yeah, think we were in touch at that point. That's right. And then about six weeks later, they they, they sort of said, you know, would you like to come back again? And they said, I think I think we're a bit ready to get rid of some more stuff. And so we got rid of about three bags to the charity shop that time, mm. you know, and and a couple of bags to shredding and and to the bin as well. So so you know they they were going through a process of letting go of the stuff, but it's not mm. for me to go in and say you need to get rid of all this because it's their journey. You know, and, 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 and you you can't, you know, this isn't... One of the loveliest pe- things that people have someone said about, about what I do is that it felt like they did it. Mm. Because it's not about me coming in and taking over. It's about me empowering the person to do it themselves, really. And all I, you know, I kind of facilitate it and encourage and, and you know, because it's... There's no point me going and doing it and then... Because in two months, it'll just be back to where it was. You know, mm. it's about people sort of changing how they're thinking about the things around them. It's about people making those decisions and then enjoying the space and, and realising that actually that's what they want, you know, and, mm. and keeping on top of it themselves and having the strategies to go forward so that I don't need to go back because mm. then they can, you know... then, then They can work on it themselves. Yeah, the, mind, yes. the mindset shifted and, and they're, they're in a position where... They, they go forwards from it you know mm-hmm. rather than me just coming and sticking a plaster on it and getting rid of some stuff and then having to go back again you know it, that because they accumulate again if the, exactly. if the problem's not been resolved exactly and, and and a lot of the time it is it's just having those those conversations you know there was a, a lady I was um, working with and, and she, she we identified that her her stuff started to build when she'd been made redundant 
you know, and, mm-hmm. and it was at that point that, that she sort of started gathering stuff, you know, sort of fearful about money and where it's coming from and all the rest of it. Oh, I better keep it, I better keep it, you know, I might be able to sell it, it'll be worth something, you know, and, and the stuff starts to gather, you know, and then two and a half years later, you know, can't even get in the room because that that's just sort of a knock-on effect of it. But mm-hmm. we sort of identified it back to there and, and it was lovely working with her because I, I, I went and did a couple of hours and then she got on with some stuff and then I go back and so it was just about sort of gentle just encouragement. You just yeah. dip in yeah. and, and yeah. help, yeah. yes. So, so it works in all sorts of different ways really and, it, and it's very much dependent on on what the client needs, how they're feeling about it, you know, where, where they are emotionally with, with mm. what's going on because a lot of the time people have been through really traumatic situations, you know, and, and then and then they've got all this stuff and, the, you know, guilt around it and one of the, one of the things we do is, is senior move management so if, if people are, are moving into care, so mm. if they're having to move out of a home into care, which, which put, you know, the family can have so much guilt around it, like, mm. oh, God, I can't look after my mum and I'm having to put her in a home and all that. And, and that coupled with, you know, that person not feeling empowered that they're, that they're you know, having to leave a home. And, and whereas actually if we can work with them to make decisions about their own stuff before they go in, if they're able, then then that's amazing. It, it you know, it gives them the ownership and, and they can they can have that great feeling that it's gone to help somebody else, you know. We, and also they can select what they want to take with them rather absolutely. than just being uprooted and yeah. going gone to some sterile environment and where there was nothing personal. Exactly. And again taking the pictures of stuff. So if they haven't got the actual thing, get pictures of everything. So they've got a photo album they can sit there, look at reminisce, you know, mm-hmm. and and um and especially we work with hospices and, and and dealing you know with with the family and the relatives and and the person who's in in end of life care you know it's kind of trying to help them make those decisions and mm. and ease the burden on the family because you know if you if you've kind of got a house full of stuff and and you go then you know it's all your kids that are going to be arguing over it and, <laughs> and potentially and and having yes. to sort it out when you know maybe they just don't have the time so you're actually helping out your family if you can deal mm. with that sort of stuff before it gets to that point you know so and a sense kind of, of control over the person the, the person who's leaving yeah mm. yeah and uh you know so it's, there's a lot of things involved in it you know and 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 it it can be anything from just somebody who's just got too much stuff that's accumulated to to some really nasty situations you know what about my situation now? Okay. Um, I just wondered, how do you deal with... For me, it tends to be more paperwork than anything. Yeah. Um, and people have suggested that you sit down just with a bag or a box because I would tend to just get another cardboard box and put it all in there and dis- and think I'm going to sort this out later. Yes. A little bit like your flooding situation, though. Yes. The cottage that I rented... The air I had put some boxes, several cardboard boxes, into the airing cupboard at a big water tank, which then leaked all over them. Yeah. And they were compacted and stuck together, and I had no idea what was in them, and I had to put them out. That should have been a bit of a wake up call (laughs) because I don't know what I lost. No. I've not to this day. I've probably probably most of the boxes of paperwork that I've got. Yeah. I could just get rid. Yeah. The problem is there will I know for a fact there will be important things in, in amongst instant. the magazines and the old yeah. bank statements and different things. You don't need the bank statements now. I mean, we haven't really gone paperless office, have we? No, no. Pe- not people quite. are actually 
people are actually printing off their emails yeah. to keep the records of things. Yeah. But at least bank statements now, you can access all of that online and you don't need to keep them anymore. No. I think I think which one is of, good. One of the one of the biggest things that stops people decluttering is the excess that they've got already. So it can really it, the that overwhelm that you're in, you know, it's mm. like, oh God, I can't, I've got to sort the whole of my paperwork out. You know, and, and one thing I try and encourage people to do is is if they can put a system in now and then carry that system forward from now, mm. they can deal with the old stuff when they've got time. Because, you know, everybody goes, Oh yeah, when I've got a day I'll do that, you know. But and the post keeps never, coming. Exactly. The post keeps coming. And so never nobody has a have ever has a day, you know. No. It's like you're kind of waiting for this um magic bit of time to appear that that, that isn't just gonna magic itself out of nowhere, you know. And so mm. so if you can come up with a strategy now, so get yourself a filing cabinet, put your files in saying, you know, this bank statement, whatever, all that kind of thing, and then do that going forwards mm. and then deal with all the stuff that was there before afterwards mm. then that's that's one way of doing it um the other thing is is you know if you if you go into this is this is this is quite an interesting one but if you imagine say your living room is your problem and um i'm sitting in my kitchen now so if i try it, and write it's not down, because it has to be tidy because that's where people come into the so that's the room. one yes. that's okay it's the study yeah and the, the one of the bedrooms that is just a door you can just get in Piles of stuff. Piles yeah. of stuff. But that is because I cleared out my father's cottage, so yes. it's got things from there. What you can do is try and write down what you what you think's in that room. And then if you don't write it down, you don't know it's there. <laughs> so actually, you don't know it's there. Because what the problem is, when you look at it, you see it, then you remember it. So you think, I want that. But you didn't even know it was there in the first place. I think I don't, so want, I don't of, want most of it. I think no. there's a lot of things in there that I could just get rid of. Yeah. Mm. I think I think some of it is just Maybe about, I need to invite you up. <laughs> I, I, would, I would absolutely be a pleasure. But I think some of it is just about getting on with it. Mm. You know, it's if you want things to change, the only way they're going to change is if you change them. I have to have a reason. Now, I do have a very good reason. My youngest son is living out in Australia and he's coming home in August. Right. And that is his room. Fantastic. He's, he's not been in the UK for five years. That's his bedroom, and when he comes, that's where he will he will be sleeping. And that, so that room has to be sorted. A lot of the time, and it will be. A lot of the time, if you get a deadline, you'll get on with it. You know, I have to but, do but it. But sometimes I think I think you know, give yourself that deadline because mm. it's worth it to you. You know, mm. and say, right, I'm going to do this by the end of June because I want to, and because I understand the impact it's having. Because I think about it, if you th- if you imagine you think about it for ten minutes a day, even you know, add all that up over the last however many years you've been thinking about it, and it's just a waste of energy. It's a waste of time, you know, and you don't need to be doing it, you know. And and I think you know, getting help is one of the big biggest ways to do it, you know, because it, you, we can only go so far on our own. We can only go so far with our own decisions about our own things, mm. you know. And to have somebody question that can can and and you to vocalize it and get it outside of your body mm. and saying why are you keeping it it's often people say that and then they go that's ridiculous and then they get rid of it because what now it's outside of them and they've heard it they've gone but that's stupid you know so so to being with somebody else to help you through the process means mm. that you you kind of you have to look at it in a different way which you can't always see because you, you've kind of got your own blinkers on you've got your own blinkers of what you think and how you think you feel mm-hmm. you know and then when you start talking about it you realize that actually maybe that's not just not really true you know and maybe it is okay to just let go of that and you know and, and just see things in a bit of a different way and sometimes i think um having something in the back of your mind but not getting on with it in life in general 
Um, I can just, I am very deadline driven. Yeah. I do achieve deadlines sometimes at great pressure, but I do get there. Yeah. I get there. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I just think back to university. I did it as a mature student mm. and I always did my, my um, assignments were always finished off usually in the wee hours of the day that they had to be handed in. Yeah. But they were always handed in because yep. otherwise you didn't get the marks. So that it was really important. Yeah. And I always managed it. But the thing is, maybe for two weeks before that, at the back of your head is, is the worry about this. Yes. And th- things like cleaning the windows, sorting out some junk, anything was more... Uh, just uh, what do they call it displacement activities absolutely don't they? yeah that would be what i would do yeah. rather than getting on with what had to be done when it, you actually come around to doing the task it doesn't take anywhere near as no. long as you expect it to and you think why didn't i do it two weeks ago and i could have had two free weeks without the pressure without of that, it all yeah, exactly because that's but, what it is it's mm. just a burden that you're putting on yourself you know and 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 it and and these things eat us. They eat they us, do. and they they cause all illnesses. You know, this is this is how we get poorly. You know, this is it's Mental Health Awareness Week this mm. week. You know? I know, I know. And I was thinking it's very appropriate, yeah, really. Absolutely, because this is you know you kind of think, oh yeah, I've just got a bit too much junk, but the impact it has mm. on on your life can be huge. Honestly, I see I see people when they I see them come out the other side of mm. of this decluttering, and and they're they're lighter, they're freer, they can enjoy life, they can have time with family. You know, and and really, what they were doing before was not doing anything about it, and just just being like rabbit in the headlights and running around in circles because you know you, you you're constantly fighting this environment you're in. You know, you're having to find things, yeah, not knowing where you're falling out something. of and putting mm. them back in again, and then and then you fell up putting it in the wrong place because you doesn't know where it lives anyway because it's all so disorganised and you know and and then and <laughs> no then system. you shout at everybody and you know and and but the knock on effect it, it is. It's it's pretty huge. It's very know. stressful. Yeah, you know, and and the, your family and the environment you're in, everything. You know, it has such a knock on effect on the whole family. You know, there's there's a lady, there's a lady I've been doing a financial declutter with, which is quite interesting actually, and just looking at all the different accounts and what's going in and what's going out, and you know, and when she realised how much was being spent on Amazon every month, she nearly had heart failure. You know, and and a few months later, she's managed to bring it right down. You know, just through the awareness of what's going on, because again, you kind of live in in this denial of of of, of, of that there's a problem. You know, it's kind of like where's the money going and all that. And I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm quite good at organising stuff. So looking at it and going well this is how much you're spending on this every month you know and it was like whoa what an eye-opener you know and and so they've been really decluttering what they're what they're doing in in that area which has been fantastic and now Mm. we're going to tackle a house so you know we're starting with her paperwork because she's got it all over the place and various places (laughs) that's what you're doing first yeah and and it's just a case of sitting and go right do you need that do you not need that you know Mm. and i've got industrial shredder so that'll be on the go you know and we'll just be shredding stuff left right and center while while we do it you know Mm. and 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 just just clearing out because you know people people kind of want an easy way to not Mm. deal with stuff but the reality is you've just got to deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. when, when when post comes in, it's not going to magically put my post away, you know, and, and, and taking the time to do it because mm-hmm. it's it's so easy to just get on with, you know, what's right in front of you and the urgent stuff, you know, and uh, but you've got to do the important stuff. My husband's like, how is it so tidy? And I'm like, because I tidy it. 
you know and, and I it doesn't do, do itself yeah, does I, it you know I, I, I come in from being out somewhere I come in from being out somewhere and I and I and I I sort out my bag straight away mm. I, you know I put the shopping away straight away I don't leave it to sit there because I know what I'm like mm. if I leave it and then try and sit down and chill out I'll be thinking about it anyway and and so might as well just, do it yeah so I just deal with it it takes me five minutes everything's away mm. and then I don't have to think about it ever again you know, whereas I'll sit there watching fit, going, oh, I'll just watch a film because I just need to chill out. And in the back of my mind, it's like, you haven't done the washing up, you know. And it'll just play on me. So I, uh-huh. rather than write lists, because I used to write list upon list upon list about all the stuff I had to do. Now I just do it because it's so much easier. So I just do the stuff and then and then I can move on and enjoy things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just try and tackle things, you know. And, and I am a, I'm, I'm a very much of a doer, you know, I, I, I do... I just keep you going. You get on with it, it don't you? <laughs> I, do, I do, yeah. Which but, is why you're so effective, exactly, obviously, with all know. of this. And, and it is, you know, it's about having those strategies and mm. I've kind of learned them over the years and, and learned them through, learning them. Every day I go to somebody, I, I learn something new, you mm. know, and um, I had a cracking one the other day. I went to, there was a couple with a with a little girl and um, and they were like, what about food, you know, planning and all that sort of stuff? And I, and I says to them, I says, well, I says, you know, do you write a list of what you've got in your cupboards and things like that, you know, before you go out so you don't buy it again? And they're like, oh, no, we're always buying, to, you know, more of something that we've already got. And I just says, actually, why don't you just take a picture of what's in your cupboard before you go out? And then when you're at Tesco or whatever, you can just have a look and go, oh, no, I've already got tomatoes and things. They were like, that's brilliant. And it, <laughs> I was like, where did that come from? A picture from? of the inside yeah. of the fridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. So you know what you've got. And it was like very simple, very quick, very practical thing that and you can do. And you've got it there on your phone. Yeah. And it's just there in front of mm. you. You can look at it if you want to. If you don't want to, you don't need to. But it's taken a matter of seconds for you then not to be wasting money buying stuff that's food that's going to go to waste and, and all that sort of stuff, which just mm. helps you plan a little bit better. You know, <laughs> That's so, a good one. Yeah, it's, it's, mm. it's, it's sort of simple little things like that that you just pick up as you go along. Mm. And uh, yeah, yeah, storage solutions, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's great no, fun. It's good. Yeah. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you then yeah. to um, use your services? The best way is through the website, really. Okay. So it's just www.dottymo.co.uk. That's D-O-T-T-Y-M-O-W. That's it. .co.uk. .co.uk. Yeah. That's the best way, is it? That's the best way. There's links to Facebook and and Mm. LinkedIn and all that sort of stuff on there. So, uh, because the the Facebook group I have, um, that that is where I can encourage people and help them on their journey and just uh, for for people who are decluttering. And I share hints and tips, that kind of thing on there. So it's just... What about if somebody is not internet-minded? If they're not internet-minded. Is there a way? Yeah, they can just phone me up. Okay. Do, do you mind if I... Well, do you want to put it on here or shall I put it in the show notes? If you pop it in the show notes, that'd be fantastic, yeah. Okay, just, it, yeah, phone, just, just, just pick up the phone and, uh, and they can give me a call. That's no problem. Mm. And if you, you know, if you know somebody who's who's in the position where they might need it or might need help, you know, then... then Refer them to Yeah, you. yeah, mm. why not, you know, and it's, it's, it's you know, say if people have suffered those bereavements and trying to deal with everything on their own, it's very difficult. Or if people have just got too much stuff, you know and move, people moving into care you know there's all sorts of different situations that we can help with but mm. happy to have a free conversation to see how we can be of service so, yeah. and each one different and you're very sympathetic about it I know yeah <laughs> I, I think you know having been through some really mm. bad times in my life I kind of know where people are when they're when they're a bit down with stuff and and, you and know, you're not and judgmental it's it's no. not about that you know I, I you know people don't judge me and, and, and what I've been through you know and, and I, I really try not to judge other people because you know people are where they are and and that's mm. okay you know? and we've all got 
baggage, haven't we? We've Absolutely. all got history. We've yeah. all. I don't think anyone has this wonderful life. No, <laughs> with without problems. Exactly. We've all got something. And the skeletons in the closet, literally. Sometimes you know, but it's, mm. it's but it is. Yes. You know, it, and it, it's kind of and a lot of it's behind closed doors. People don't want to talk about it, and they're embarrassed to talk about mm. it. And 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 you know, and and it, it it doesn't need to be like that. It's okay. You know, this is this is a safe way for you to deal with it. You know, mm. and, and and it's all confidential. And you know, and it's just about helping you become free of it all. Really, you know. Yes. And, uh, no that sounds brilliant thank you very much joe that's been really good pleasure and i look forward to coming and helping you susan (laughs) i think i need you yeah (laughs) okay this is susan signing out from inside yorkshire